0: All right. Are we live uh, with this week's Nooner with Josh? We are. Okay, cool. Wow,
1: it's a premature Nooner. (laughs) Sounds like like (laughs) pretty much every afternoon on Saturday. Never mind. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I'm here with a guest. Uh, What's your name? (laughs) Uh, Hi, this is Tom from the Bob and Tom Show. Happy to be here. Uh, Thank you, Josh. Uh, You're the host? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think it's weird for me. me Yeah, yeah. Getting a little something to drink. But uh,
0: I won't be asking you questions. Chris Spangle, uh, our social media guru, will be asking them to us, and then we will reply to the phone What's our topic? Uh, I think today is Anything Goes.
2: Anything Goes. Ask Tom Anything. Leave us a comment on the Facebook Live video. I have a question here from Joseph, who sent it in beforehand on Twitter. And he said, "If you could have any special talent or superpower Tom what would it be and why
1: gosh that's a good one superpower mm. uh gosh time travel maybe does that does that count or is that yeah count? sure sure that'd be good see what's going on would you want to go backwards or forwards
0: man that's a great question
1: I think I'd go backwards because there's probably going to be a lot more backwards than forwards <laughs> <laughs> <I think. laughs> Yeah, yeah. Forwards may be a little bleak. <laughs> well, I couldn't talk to anybody; they were all on their cell phones. I don't know what superpower though. I mean, when I was a kid, of course, I wanted X-ray vision, like every every kid. Yeah, um, at least every boy. Yeah. Have you ever had a flying dream? Sure. I've only had two in my entire life, and the cool thing about them was it was like kind of anti-gravitational flying, where you're flying real slow. I remember going up the, the steps of my parents' house, and I'm just floating by going, Oh, this is great. Took a left turn. Oh, there's the bookcase. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, that was great. I, I wish I could, I wish there was some kind of on demand thing where you could type in the topic of your dream. We can't go on with this topic, Josh, because I'm sure all the topics you'd
0: choose would be Don't, filthy discussion. Sure. <laughs> Hot dogs, going through donuts, <laughs> yeah, just, that, just that sort of thing. Erotic. It's food and sex combined. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,. Roger wants to know what is something people don't worry about but really should.
1: Uh, their Twitter handles.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm Boner Plus.
1: <laughs> get it? <laughs> Grow up, okay. And I love it when the guy when you get a guy and he's got a name like that. I'm Wet 47. <laughs> I want to comment on the uh, president last night. <laughs> oh well, obviously uh, you were on, you're not on Meet the Press this week, Wet Pantis <laughs> 47 i'm just saying you know some this is like the radio shows that have you they have you know booger and uh you know what they voice hey we got turd boy Uh uh-oh looks like our 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 copter crashed and we got oh wait a minute hit a school bus uh turd boy give us the report well uh you know what i mean maybe maybe give yourself an adult name just i don't know try it out
2: anything else oh there's lots more
0: (laughs) what was the topic
1: again
2: uh, it was it was basically what what should people worry about that they don't
0: worry about where you're at in the grocery store. Don't block the aisle. That happens all the time. Yeah. Huh? Worry about your own life.
1: Don't worry about the Kardashians. Don't worry about famous people. Be friends with your real friends. You don't have friends that. Well, I've never met him, but we are the bees My best friend. Oh, that's sad. You might want to talk to a psychiatrist. Be a, be, be around your own life. This is coming from me, who I don't even know where I live.
2: <laughs> Chuck wants to know, did Tom like being a disc jockey as compared to the current BNT talk radio format?
1: Oh, is he aware of how bad I was?
2: <laughs> I, d- I don't think so. Oh, God.
1: Just the... ask, ask Bob about that. I was the worst. I I would be so nervous. And um, I'd always – because back in the day before everything was digital, you had to be able to operate the machinery, which is <laughs> – problematic and you had to have like the next thing ready to go so i'd be going off on something and realize we got a commercial break coming up uh-oh where'd i put the commercials? <laughs> <laughs> or, i would play records at the wrong speed that's the worst thing you'd kind of you'd be because this is a vinyl issue but there was the 33 and a third and 45 rpms with the with records and yeah you'd be uh you'd do some kind of sexy you know late night huh i'll tell you what this is uh Ah, this is uh, Led Zeppelin, and uh, and then you hit the button, and it bzz, it's going the wrong speed. <laughs> I'm buying a steroid to it. <laughs> and the all of the the moment is gone. I would do that all the time. Bob famously screwed me on this. This is a this is a classic story. Bob and I were up in Petoskey, Michigan, WPZ, and Bob was the music director, and I was the program director. Once again, this is the monkeys running the zoo, and. uh but we we had no budget to buy music, so when it but when a new record would come out, you know Bob would, would he would either we'd either get him from the record company or he'd he'd go out and you know pay two bucks for whatever it was. And at the time, Christopher Cross was really really huge, mm-hmm. and we'd heard that he had a new thing coming out. And what we would do is we would take music at that radio station; it would all be put on what's called a cart, which looks like an eight-track tape. And there were these cart machines, and you'd instead of having the actual records, you'd put the carts in and they were synced so that they would all start at the beginning. And so I'm on the air one afternoon and it was a Saturday and Bob comes in uh during one of the commercial breaks and he goes, You're not going to believe this. I've got I've got the new Christopher Cross. Oh wow, that's really cool. And he goes, Don't play it for ten minutes. And he had some explanation for why I couldn't play it. So he leaves. <laughs> yes. And then uh so ten minutes later I do the uh, smoky voiced, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, we've been playing Christopher Cross, and this is this is the new one, we've been waiting for it. And I hit the button, and it was uh, Doris Day K. Seurat Seurat. <laughs> By this time, Bob's in downtown Petoskey, pissing his pants, <laughs> driving his car. And then, of course, the other aspect of this is I didn't have another song ready. <laughs> So then there's this sort of acrobatic move where you're backing off the mic, going, ha, "Oh, that was really funny." Just you're trying to, you got to get a you got to cue the thing up on the air. And, all true. Comedy. All true. Yeah. Yes. But uh, there's a lot of cool stuff about back in the day. Another funny one is um, the our engineer uh, on, on the overnight. He was overnight doing some testing on on the uh, radio station because uh, this particular station had a hundred thousand watt just. Mega power uh, going all over uh, northern Michigan and into into uh, Wisconsin and the UP, et cetera, et cetera. And um, the engineer, the, over, the 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 engineer was there like at one in the morning, and I just happened and I lived in Harbor Springs, forty five minutes away from the radio station. And he's playing this record, but he's it's it's an album because he's busy doing stuff, so he he can't be changing the record. So he just puts this album on. And I realized it was James Taylor's Greatest Hits. <laughs> now, if you're familiar with James Taylor's Greatest Hits, there is a live version of a uh, song called Steamroller. And it's a great song, and it's a great live version. Have you ever heard the live version? No. Um, he does a little bit of uh, uh, ad-libbing kind of in the middle of the thing. And he does kind of one of those blues extensions where he takes a phrase. and. But it's the F word. Oh, no. And I knew it was coming because I'm, you know, forty five minutes away, and I'm. For, this is pre cell phone, so I'm frantically trying to call this guy. <laughs> oh, no. it's so, and, and of course, it aired, but uh, fortunately, there was no FCC fine. <laughs> well, we, you know, there were there are many many a story. One one time, one of our guys fell asleep on the air. <laughs> and uh, if you if you've ever played a record, a record, a vinyl record, when they get to the end, there's this sound they make. It's like. a f- Yes, the, the, where the tone arm is on the final groove, and it just so I, I hopped in my car one night and I hear, <laughs> and again I'm over in Harbor Springs and this radio station's in Petoskey, so I call the cops because I know a couple of so I call the and I go, hey, look, I don't know what's going on, but uh, you better get over there, and the cop calls me back and and he goes, well, I'm looking in the window. And um, the guy's either dead or asleep.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he starts beating on the window, and then the, oh! the, guy, the guy wakes up. But the other good one was there was, there was no v- vending machine in that radio station. There wasn't a Coke machine, but there was one across the street, across a very busy street, at the gas station. Mm-hmm. So what you would do is you'd put on a long record and run, if you were doing the overnights or the late-night shift when there was nobody else around, you'd run across the street, get a Coke, and then come back. And one of our guys brilliantly locked himself out of the radio station. So, And again, it's pre-cell phone, so then you're you – know, and his course his keys are in the building. So you're, you're trying to flag down a car on 131. Hello! Does that answer the question? Absolutely. Okay, sorry.
2: Megan wants to know what advice you would give to someone trying to get into radio or stand-up.
1: Okay, two different things. Um, I'll let Josh handle stand-up.
0: Um – just go to as many open mics and shows as you can, and um, just be as honest as you can. Don't, uh, I mean, what's funny to you is probably, or a lot of times will be funny to the audience, so just just be honest. But there are different spheres of stand-up. I mean, you get sure.
1: a, a guy like Greg Hahn who's doing a character. Right. And, you know, what's funny is funny. I'll, I'll get an arguments. People go, oh, Carrot Top sucks. No, he's brilliant. Yes. Know. it's yeah, whatever's yeah, funny yeah. whatever works right and there's different audiences for different groups but yeah right. pra- I think it's a lot it's a lot of practice and right yeah
0: sure it? but even your character have to, you have to believe in that character um, I couldn't go up and do what Larry the cable guy does because I don't know that guy Larry you know does so or did and you know, it's a lot of practice I mean. exactly yeah
1: uh, as for radio um, I would say start small like we did, <laughs> where you can make incredibly <laughs> stupid mistakes. Um, and uh, it'll always be out there. Radio's a really one-on-one medium. People are probably watching this. This is very similar. People are watching this by themselves, typically. You know, they don't gather around the radio like the old fireside chant. Well, the president's going to talk, kids. Let's sit down and listen to Bob and Tom. No, <laughs> it's it's just one-on-one and you just just uh, practice. And uh, I don't know if being yourself is very helpful. Uh, and especially if you're an incredible dick, uh, it's like anything else. You want to start small and, and, and do your, do your homework, get your hours in. And there's some people who are absolute naturals. Pat McAfee is the most natural guy I've ever seen at, at he, he, the first time he was ever on the radio you're going, wow, this guy is great. Just, he's just, that's him. And he's, he instantly got it you know he understood okay people I mean, this sounds really stupid a lot of people don't realize they can't see me yeah no yeah this is a true story we had a guy come in he was a comedian um and he uh he came in and he was wearing a baseball cap and he had hair down to below his nipples and talked for a few minutes and and then he, he said uh well you know what i like to do and he takes off his hat and he's bald it was a radio show.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so then, when you if you, do, you know, if you do the the play by play afterwards, oh, that was that was funny. He took his hat off and the hair is attached to the cap. Boy, that's some good
0: quality. Radio. <laughs> right?
1: But you get, you've got to understand when you're doing radio, you've got to be you know telling the story. And there's a whole a whole all different kinds of radio. I mean, there's guys who are great at play by play, and they're great storytellers, and it's all just different stuff. Find your own niche and go for it.
2: One uh, questioner asked, what do you think the future of radio is? John asks that on Facebook Live.
1: Well, like I said, um, a lot of radio listening is done in automobiles. And uh, so that's going to stick around for a while. Sure, yeah. I I don't know how long. Um, And uh, radio listenership, according to statistics, is is, is way up. And there was a time people go, well, no one's going to listen to the radio because they've got their iPod. Yeah, and once I've listened to those 40 songs 3,000 times, (laughs) right? people kind of want to know that their fellow man is awake and semi-alert, and here's what's going on. I think... I know, I I still love radio. I I, I can remember I was... um, When I really kind of decided I wanted to do it, I was driving um, up to Michigan from Florida, and I ended up on... I forget the name of the station. Um, It's a... a, It's a... uh, uh, One of those clear channel not the company but a clear channel signal which means there's no one else on the frequency i think it was 1100 out of cleveland ohio and i was in the middle of nowhere and i picked up a cavs game mm-hmm. cleveland cavaliers and i i wish i remembered this guy's name and it, he was so good and i'm not usually a sports guy and i got listening to this guy describing this game and i got completely hooked by this guy he was doing such an amazing job of telling the story of this game and I got thinking about it and thought that is really an art form. That is really great to be able to do that. I wonder if I could do that. And I'll never be as good as that guy. And I certainly couldn't do play by play. But uh there's something about it, like I said before, it's a one on one, intimate medium. You're just talking to one person.
2: So, you know. David asks, Why do most of the old people in your classic bits sing the old gray mare song? <laughs> I thought this the other day too.
1: Well, pretty soon they're going to be.
2: <laughs>
1: pretty soon they're going to be singing Def Leppard, <laughs> MTV classics. I remember when those kids on MTV were only thirty. <laughs> they're all on Social Security. Uh, I don't know. It yeah, just. Uh, it's a funny reference. The classics.
2: Joseph asks, "Any talents you wish you had? <laughs> Any? Yeah, I'd like. I'll take anyone. <laughs>
1: I wish I could sing. I, I can sort of goofy sing, but."
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Sometimes
1: I mean, you hear someone and you 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 hear them for ten seconds and you go, "Jeez, that guy's good." Yeah, we were talking on the air the other day about this, and I'd I'd, I'd have to sit down and 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 go through it. But whatever kind of music you're interested in, there are probably fifty songs that you can tell are great songs in the first ten seconds. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of Led Zeppelin songs that jump out that right away you go, "Oh." Wow, yeah. they can they can do that, but
0: uh, I I wish I could sing.
1: But I mean, Josh, you can sing.
0: You're lucky. A bit, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I could do accents and voices and stuff. I can't. I'm not great at those.
2: Dustin asks if you wanted to do something else, what would it be?
0: Oh, you'll never believe this.
1: I really would like to write, and I, it would take a lot of time to learn how to do it. I would love to write. Um, shows for the Disney Channel. I love sitcoms. I love sitcoms. I, I my fa- favorite one now is uh, Kevin Can Wait. I just love that guy. He's so he's so visual, so funny. But because uh, I have little kids and big kids, I've been I've been I watch more kids TV than anything else. I would love to be able to be part of one of those uh, those kids TV shows. I just think that, and it's completely different than this. Obviously, I don't know if I'd have the skill to do it, but that would be really fun. What would you want to do?
0: Yeah, I mean they're pretty it's pretty much just joke. They just throw in a lot of jokes. So, I mean I could see you being Yeah, but you a, can
1: put good lessons in there about being uh, kind. Right, and, of course. Yeah. And, and different types of people that cuz being a kid is so hard. It's I think it's even
0: harder now. Yeah. What would you what would you want to do if you didn't do this? It's probably something in the medical field. Really? Yeah, I've always been fascinated by Anyone Anat- want to write a joke for this? Anatomy <laughs> or biology. Okay, just, I'm just asking. I'm not going to say it.
2: Gastrointestinal. I love
0: that kind of stuff. So I would uh, I'm yeah. Al- always. Yeah, I, it, uh,
1: that's something I have absolutely no aptitude in. I mean, just none. Yeah. I bluffed my way through high school and college anyway, but it chemistry, biology, I can't do
0: any of chemistry it. Chemistry is where I, they lose me. The bio... You want to be a doctor? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What kind? Like a I don't know if I'd want to be a there. GP or if I just want to be like some kind of specialized.
1: <clears throat> I never would have guessed that.
0: I, I, I've loved it for a long. I just didn't have the. I knew that I wouldn't. I didn't have the patience to go through all the schooling and mm. the and the skill probably. Nutritionist. It's very see, funny, Chris. See, Thanks, now, Chris he's funny now, now
1: the moderator's doing fat jokes. Right. That's
0: right. Yeah. Oh, okay. All Which right. is fat on fat crime in this case. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Matt wants to know what was the best guest. Or guests that you've had on the show? Oh, there's
0: no way to. There's that's
1: I, I get asked that and I can never remember and I feel bad answering because
2: I... Well, was there anybody that you
0: thought might go? You were a little hesitant about, and then it ended up being just terrific. Oh, lots. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Um,
1: especially musicians because uh, sometimes you never know if they're going to be okay and normal and great and whatever. Yeah, there are people that come in. You think this is they're going to be. Horrible, and they turn out to be super cool and funny. Steve Miller from the Steve Miller Band. Funny. I'd I'd have to really think about the list of of people that were great. Is there anybody that you're... Oh, here's one. This is the Academy Award winner. Did you ever see um, Amadeus?
0: Sure, yeah. F. Murray Abraham?
1: F. Murray Abraham, who you may not be familiar with. If you see him, you'd go, oh, my God, that guy. I thought, "Uh uh-oh, he's going to be... Really, you know, pretentious and lofty and look, and, and he turned out to be so great. He actually, during the interview, he was, a, it was a satellite interview when he was done. He goes, Hey, can I call you guys back? I'll be, I've got an availability in an hour. He called back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's one of these guys having a great time. um yeah, but there've been a lot of people who turn out to be super cool. Peter Frampton may be the coolest guy in the universe. Yeah. He could, he could not be more talented and more friendly and you know, just a wonderful guy. There's so many though. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, singling anybody out, uh, it's its a fair question. I'd have to sit down and really, really think about it.
2: Christopher asks, what is the fattest thing that you've done, Tom?
1: Oh, God, that's a great question, Christopher. Let me think about this. Uh, huh.
0: God, I don't know.
1: I've got something kind of along those lines.
0: Yeah, what's that?
1: Um, I used to... Uh, I would... Uh, go to three different fast food places, so I could get three I liked the french fries from uh McDonald's. I liked there was a place called Royal Castle. I liked their cheeseburgers <laughs> and then I liked the steak and shake milkshakes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I've done that
0: okay, yeah, I um, think that counts for sure yeah, absolutely
1: I, that's a great question. I'm not trying to be uh, evasive i got I've got to think about that the most the fattest thing I've done recently. <laughs> Uh, oh, I uh, just last weekend um, we had my five-year-old's birthday party, and uh, I had three pieces of that cake. Oh, no, really? Oh, it was yeah, just yeah. I, you know I, I was <laughs> and I was doing it in my you know BS scientific way. This tastes like my mom's cake. <laughs> this reminds me of my dear mother. <laughs> uh... The, the, Kelly leaves the room. <laughs> this is the most moist cake. And then, of course, there was chocolate in it, so I was up all night having some kind of caffeine seizure. <laughs> Yeah, I've done a lot of uh fat things. We all do. It's fun.
2: Martin asks, What is the guest you've always wanted to book, but you haven't yet? Oh boy, that's a really good one.
1: Um Hmm. I don't know. Who do you anybody come to mind?
0: Well, one person we've talked about that uh you haven't you've talked to but haven't had in studio was one of our mutual favorite comedians, Larry Miller. Oh god, I love Larry Miller.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do too. I would love to. Larry um what's he most famous for? The five stages of drinking. Ten, ten,
0: yes, yeah, in terms of stand up bit, yeah.
1: He's terrific. Um th- that's another great question. I don't know there's so many people I'd love to love to talk to. You just want to make sure that you, you want to hope that you get him in the right mood. And you hope you get him when they, the part of the problem's part of, doing what we do there are other people who do it who ruin it for everybody else. Sure. You know, yeah. Like the guy attacks Tom Brady's kid, and then all of a sudden, oh, right. So and then they call you, and they think, oh, here it comes. Yeah, I'm going to get attacked. So but-
0: I'd like to talk to Stephen King.
1: Oh yeah, God, I'd love to talk to him. Oh, you guys haven't. Uh, quick recommendation, by the way. He has a book, and I think this is the closest thing to an autobiography he has. It's a book called "Um On Writing." Yes. And he tells his life story. It's brilliant. It's just it's so he's such an interesting guy. Yes. Uh, but he talks about his life and he was poor and, he, and how he and his wife started the thing and uh, uh, recommendation: I'd love to have Steve Martin on.
2: Yeah, man. I'm surprised you
1: haven't. He's very private and I get it. And It's got to be very – it's very tough being that famous. Uh, he also has a great – his uh, autobiography is terrific. Yes.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike asks, how is Finn doing?
1: Oh, uh, she's doing fine. She's uh, – this is my five-year-old. She had she had a uh, seizure out of nowhere in early December, and then uh, five days later, had a, a brain tumor removed. Uh, we, she was just at the doctor again yesterday. She's got three serious tests tomorrow. They have to put her under four, but um, things look good. Uh, the doctors were amazing at the Riley Hospital for Children. It's uh, a miracle that she's uh, she's. If you saw her, you'd never know that she had a brain tumor taken out in mid December. But thanks for asking. She's doing great and uh, a lot of people sent their good wishes and I really appreciate it. It's it uh, but uh, yeah, that's where you realize how great people are when you really need them. Mm-hmm. And uh it was a it was a, a amazing experience where, and we were hoping everything goes right. She's uh she she could come in here right now and start dancing around. You'd never know. Uh and then uh, but she's got a couple serious tests coming up and we'll see how she does.
2: This one's for Josh and Tom. You can you can give your version of it, Josh. What is the best joke that Tom has made about you on the show?
0: Well, I mean, it's become it's kind of sort of uh, taken on a life of its own, but it's really mean. I think it's the one you're going to say. <laughs>
1: it really wasn't that mean.
0: It probably more chalk. It, it, it was all context. Right. Right. <laughs> I have no idea how we got there or how We were talking about a guy who died because he uh he was he, he died while getting hickeys. And I love getting hickeys. I don't like the after effects, but the feeling I just love and I was talking and I said if that were me the paramedics would probably be saying this is how he wanted to go. And, and then, I said the paramedics <laughs> would be saying more chalk <laughs> suggesting <laughs> that the chalk outline that's mean.
1: That's awful. I shouldn't have. Tom,
0: here's the thing. Like it's it's not mean if you say it's mean, then I go, oh, wait, is that mean? And then it starts to bother me a little bit. But just as a joke, it's hilarious.
2: <laughs> we we howled yesterday uh, at a clip from yesterday's show where every time Tom makes a joke, he just throws his head back and the headphones fall off and we as viewers love <laughs> I it. I forgot right. what
0: that was.
1: We, we had a sequel to More Chalk today, but I forgot. Uh, less mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good character name for you in a bit. <laughs> less mayonnaise. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen at the sports desk, Less Mayonnaise. <laughs> and you have you have a guy like some really big guy. Wow. At the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> my real name. Stop asking.
2: We've had a lot of questions asking how you decided to add Josh to the show permanently.
1: Okay. Um Let's see. What we did was we had a series of guest hosts, pretty much every day. Um, that's that's we were sort of handed that task, and so we would have uh, various, primarily comedians, come in and guest host. And um, it's it's always one of those delicate political matters where everyone you know has different opinions, and I can never tell who they really like or not. And um, I'd kind of narrowed it down to. Josh and another guy, and Josh didn't. He had he had no idea. And one day, I was talking to Chick about something totally not related to radio, and um, it was kind of a serious topic. And then in the course of things, I I don't know how it he he said. I can remember where I was standing. I was at my son Sam's house, and and I and Chick out of nowhere, we're talking about this very serious topic, and he goes, "You know that Josh guy's pretty funny." What? Josh, you know, give <laughs> me Josh Arnold, the comedian. Yeah, he, he, maybe we should, maybe we should have him come in and he, permanently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was, and then I, so then I, uh, talked to Dean and a couple other people and we all kind of agreed. And then we started, did a semi audition. I called you though, 10 minutes later from Sam's kitchen and I said, Hey, would you be interested in, uh, doing this? And you said, where are you? And I said, I'm in a kitchen. And you said, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I no that's true. Though I called you immediately, and I said, "Hey, you want to come on back over?" And I don't think you knew it was an audition per se. No, I, I didn't.
0: I and uh, it was just a, And
1: there are lots of different types of comedians, like we said before. But um, there are there are men and women that will come in here that, for example, have a very specific act that maybe someone else wrote for them or whatever. And but they're not necessarily funny people. Josh doesn't have to do any aspects of his, you know, his stand-up act per se. Uh, he is just a funny human being, a funny person who can, you know, listen and be funny on any topic. And that's hard to find, and he had a, na- a real natural um, feel for what we were trying to do.
2: All right, uh, Jason asks, who were your primary primary comedic influences growing up?
1: Um, I've always made this contention. I've always said this sounds lofty and pretentious, but Mad Magazine sort of defined comedy for uh, kids growing up in the 50s and 60s, and that sort of segued into National Lampoon and Saturday Night Live. But the albums that everybody had, and they were vinyl albums in those days, um, Bill Cosby, Why Is There Air? Uh, for me, Alan Sherman, who's most famous for Hello, Mudda, Hello, Fada, Very funny stuff. Um, and then... Sort of in the marijuana era, it was a uh, fire Sign theater, which was great theater of the mind. If you've never heard those albums they're you put on a pair of headphones and those are those are very funny. Um, Stand up comedy was on television and you'd see. Uh, early Carlin with a tie. Yeah. Um, my favorite's always been Robert Klein. Uh, he's always been brilliant. Uh, but I'm trying to think what other records everybody had. Um uh, yeah uh let's see. Everybody had Hello Mata, Hello Fada. Can you remember the ones of that era? Your dad who's Yeah, button down mind, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. That was huge. Yeah. Carlin? Yep. Yeah. And then Carlin went from being the button down guy to be being the guy with a uh the ponytail. Yeah. Um very, very funny. And he's he's just so he was
0: just so brilliant and his language was incredible. For me, it was Benny Hill when I was really young, and then Weird Al. I think every kid kind of had their Weird Al stage. And I Steve love Marvel. Weird Al still. I so. do too. Yeah, Steve Martin, and then I was watching when I saw Robert Schimmel's hour special, Unprotected. That's where I went. Okay, I want to give this a shot. That that one inspired me to try it.
1: Robert Schimmel was the cleanest, dirty comedian ever. Yes. Robert Schimmel could take uh, subjects about human sexuality and not make them smutty, but at the same time, they were in this sort of filthy realm. I
0: don't know how right. to describe it. They, were, they were real. Yeah, they very were, honest. Yeah. None of it felt gratuitous. Yeah.
2: Angela asks, any plans for writing a book about the show, Tom? Um, Not really. I'd,
1: I'd have to change too many names. All the really <laughs> good stuff. Really don't want to get out there. People, these people are still around. You don't want to ruin their lives by telling the truth about them. The other thing about this is you don't have do. Not that this is hard to do, but it's just it's 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 like being a cook. Every day, it's okay. You got to make breakfast again. You got to make lunch again. You got to make dinner again. You, it's it's hard to go back and talk about what you did six months ago. It's hard to remember. This happens all the time in the show, and it's probably even happened to you, Josh. Um, we played something a couple days ago. I don't remember voicing it. Hearing it, <laughs> writing any of it, <laughs> right? Uh, man! Oh, wait a minute! Then, then you go. Oh, god! We did that because you because you're cranking stuff out all the time. You forget about things you've even, you've even you were even part of,
2: right? Scotty asks, "What's an average day like for you after the show?" Josh, um,
0: I usually hang around here for a little bit after the show and just talk to everybody. Um, sometimes I'll work on a bit um answer tweet I don't look at social media during the show anymore so I I do I answer all that stuff or respond to that right after the show and then um if I go home I'm reading or watching uh porn <clears throat> That will occasionally occur yeah I mean that just <clears throat> yeah slipped uh, I try to watch I'm trying to watch doing this thing where I'm trying to watch a movie a day that I haven't seen before Oh that's cool It is but I it's not it hasn't been I don't, it may be unrealistic because some days I'm just like I don't want to watch anything. <laughs> so, um, and that, that's a, that,
1: that's a great task to give yourself,
0: though. Yeah, I'm watching a lot of classics.
1: Who's the Who's the uh, comedian? Oh gosh, um, he's he's on the show with uh, Terry Bradshaw and Captain Kirk, and oh, uh, Jeff Dye. Jeff Die. Sorry, Jeff. He's great, and he um, we were talking to him, and he, I I want to say he has real bad dyslexia. I think that's what it is. But so he self-educated to a degree because reading's difficult for him and he watches a documentary film every day wow which is when chicks watched every documentary so those two guys they, yeah did you see the one about uh you know how they make uh, pipe cleaners <laughs> oh my god it was great <laughs> yes <laughs> but that's a great to give yourself an assignment like that and yeah. yeah i wish i could make myself get locked in a room with no phone and read
0: for an hour every day but i can't
2: all right, just a few more. Faith asks, what is your best parenting advice?
0: I can't really give any. I, I don't have kids. Um, hmm, well, that's a – I should know this one by now. I uh, can't – I mean, it's got to be different for every child, I would think.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just you try to spend time with them, try to listen to them. Um, to a degree, you can be their friend, but you've also got to be their parent. Um what is the best parenting advice I could give? Um, limit the amount of time they watch TV and I've got a 2 year old right now and uh I don't have my phone but if she were on my lap she would have already reached in my pocket and grabbed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, and that's Yeah. You know. I'll tell you a real quick story. Um I, I don't want to dwell on it but I, I mentioned the fact that Finn had this surgery. So she's um when she first went to the hospital they had to uh uh, they had to get her breathing and uh f- for the first part of the while she was there they they put a tube what is it called when they uh, in- intubate or something incubate oh, or no no, no i um, forget the word but they yeah. they put you on a thing that keeps air in your lungs
2: ventilator this is how yeah thank yeah. you this is how
1: scientific i <laughs> am so they have to, they had to remove that and uh they didn't know exactly what kind of shape she'd be in at this point so um they they removed the thing and uh, at the time, Kelly, her mom was using my phone, and uh, was, Finn's kind of groggy, and she's been on all these various, you know, anesthetic things, et cetera, et cetera. We're, you know, we're trying to see how she's doing. You know, is her brain working fine? And um, I, for whatever reason, was holding Kelly's cell phone, and and so Finn, she's just had this thing out for about five minutes. and We're hovering over her, and she grabs the phone. <laughs> And she touches it and it, it comes up on the lock screen. And uh, the, the nurse goes, Do you know the code? I go, I don't know. It's not my phone. I don't know what the code is. And Finn, in her days, grabs the phone and goes, <laughs> <laughs> Then I go, Guess she's okay. Yeah, that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that's the new world. I mean, we all know that. I, I, um, a friend of mine told me a story the other night. He had, he had a photograph to back it up. He was at this uh, a pizza place that we both go to and a college sorority came in and they were they were all wearing the same uh, more or less outfits because I guess it was Rush or something. And he said it was 16 young women all walked in and he said to his wife, this is going to be so noisy, <laughs> it's quiet as a mouse. He has a photograph of all 16 of them. It looks fake. It looks posed. All 16 of them were doing this, (laughs) staring at phones. And, uh, you know, that's the world we live in, so um, less phone.
2: Jason asks, what is your favorite Tim Wilson story? God, I've got a million of them. Uh,
1: Tim was one of those guys, if you said, look, don't do this, (laughs) then it's going to (laughs) happen. So one time, Tim would sleep in his car. He didn't like flying, and so he would drive everywhere. He thought nothing of driving 14 hours to a gig. And to the point that he'd there'd be a place 20 hours away, and he would uh, figure out when he had to leave to get there half an hour before showtime. Wow. But I remember one time, um, everybody was gone. I was at my house by myself, and um, Tim rolled in, and it was a charity event, and it was a Sunday, and his clothes were so smelly. Um, and I said, "You've got to, you've got to wash your clothes, because it just it you just stink." <laughs> so and I, you know, I, so he goes in and he washes his clothes, or I, what am I, what am I saying? I take his clothes and I throw them in the washing machine, and then we start doing stuff and we forget about it. So it's like an hour before showtime, and the place was half an hour away, and we realized his clothes were all wet. Oh. <laughs> So he had to wear my clothes on stage. So he was a little taller than I was. And then, uh, but he, I remember he got up on stage. Well, he's Tom Griswold's pants. And then he goes, uh, everything wrong with the pants. And uh, the, this is one of his shirts. Uh, what is this, silk? And, uh, he, he was great. I miss him so much. Uh, there's There's a million Tim Wilson stories.
2: Michelle writes. Tom, your interview style is brilliant. I'm impressed with you. How did you get so comfortable and find your groove, especially with guests that are hard to get to talk? I just love you.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Uh, the, the only trick I know is you you try to find out what people want to talk about rather than ambushing them or asking the you know moronic questions like, if you were a rose, where would the pricks be? <laughs> They'd be interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> just try to. Sort of, if you once you can sort of find out what they want to, and 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 you'll, we've had s- situations in which um, someone will come in and they'll go, look, he's going to play this and this, but don't ask him to play that. Okay, you talk to him and they get comfortable, and all of a sudden they go, hey, do you guys mind if I play my only hit? Oh, sure, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a, just trying to get them comfortable, and it doesn't always work. There are people that just don't want to don't want to do anything or don't want to talk. So you try to you're you're there to, to help them get their message across or their talk about whatever it is they do and try to make it work. So you just try to get them to realize that you're not going to ambush them. You're not going to attack them. Hope that they've got a sense of humor. You know, sometimes they really get it and they want to stick around. Not always. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Josh?
0: I, I, all I do when it comes to interviewing now, I, I, every time we have an interview, I watch you. Swarm? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I just study you because I agree with the comments. I uh, do have a couple f-
1: funny stories about interviews going wrong. Uh, Dean will back up this one. Um, we've had Ozzy Osbourne in here twice, in the old studio and in this one. And um, we had him on the phone. And if you've seen Ozzy on TV, you know he's got a pretty thick accent but on the phone fo- and it, it in person it's a little easier to kind of for everybody when you're when he's right there but we had him on the phone and it was really hard to understand him and everyone kind of started chuckling and pretty soon bob was under the desk <laughs> and it was just me trying to get through this thing using my best I think I understand what he's saying in English um the other time remember that we we were talking to a lady from Dildo Newfoundland which is a real place by the way And do you remember what? And then and what happened was everyone started laughing so hard about this. And again, it was just me on my own there. Yeah, and you and Bob had a tag team at one point. And the the ladies going, "Oh, I guess you find this all very (laughs) funny." Yeah, we (laughs) actually uh, we do, Rowena. (laughs) Yeah, there are a few. But there have been some disastrous ones. One time, this was a technical thing that happened that was sort of interesting. Um, (laughs) we had uh, the great Tony Bennett was was elsewhere doing a satellite interview and he had his pianist with him, and they started playing. And, you know, it's great. So we're kind of listening in the headphones, but then, like you tend to do when there's something, you've got a little break, we started to talk among each other, assuming that because we turned our mics off, not realizing that the the way they'd wired the studio that day, our mics were still on. (laughs) So the great Tony (laughs) Bennett is... I uh, left my heart. And he hears, you know, Bob going, hey, uh, who's got the matches or whatever. <laughs> Tony stops singing, hey, what's going on? It's totally embarrassing. Oh, well, I'm sorry. We're talking to a legend and we're ignoring him. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a perfect. Or you can get caught. I always advise uh, uh, I advise people of this. Don't. If someone says, uh, say you're talking to some sports guy. So you see the game last night? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> don't do that if you didn't see the game because you're going to get you're going to get nailed a, what's, this, what's the movie oh, there's a great scene in the movie Sideways it's the beginning of the movie and the two guys are in the car and he goes, how'd you like the changes in the book do you like the changes at the end
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thomas Aiden was yeah, oh great, great then he, he looks back at him and goes, I didn't change anything <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, if, if if we just we interview people all the time they'll have a brand new movie that isn't even out yet so Just tell me about it. What's it like? I didn't, or if it's been out, you go, I didn't see it. Right. Let me know. You know, we're not reviewing it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not our our responsibility to have seen it necessarily.
2: All right. We have a a recurring thing here on the new with Josh. Someone always asks us to mess with your desk and they want to know what would happen if you walked in and we had messed with your desk.
0: Because we haven't actually done it yet. No. Yeah.
2: Hmm. You're not a prank fan. No. Not
1: at all. It, it, every once in a while, I'll come in and something will be askew. You know, the computer will be dead. When we came back from vacation, the, the hardest show to do was the one right after vacation. So we came back from. It was more than two weeks off, so I came in here the Sunday before and the Monday before to make sure everything was okay. And then I came in. It was a Tuesday morning. We re- I came in and both <laughs> my computers were done. And So that you know, oh, this is perfect. Uh, so, I was <laughs> yeah. so pissed, and I don't know what had happened in the you know, twelve hours I'd been gone. Yeah, no, you, you kind of need to be. It's not like it's sort of like if you're cooking when you're doing this show. Like I said before, and all of a sudden you've got every, a bunch of stuff on the griddle, and there's oh, wait, there are no spatulas. You know, right? You, you what? Oh, what am I going to do? So there are tools that we need, and uh, yeah, I or you come in and your chairs.
0: Yeah, too that's low. right. It's amazing what a difference that makes. Yeah. you know, you, you you come in and you're, you're you're
1: doing this. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, check. Uh. But stuff like that stuff like that happens all the time, no matter what you're doing. I always love it when you see a live show and you wonder what do they do and you hear you know, famous actors that have been doing the same show for 2 years and all of a sudden they they start daydreaming and Wait a minute, I like, I forgot my line. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, it's not that critical here, but you know, little things can really drive you nuts. Or your headphones go out. And all of a sudden you can't hear anybody, and they're looking around. And all of us have jumped out of our chair in the middle of a show and run to the bathroom, or we've had an emergency phone call. <laughs> it happens to everybody. Often with you know, they're not saying, hey, by the way, I may have to get up. And,
0: right, right.
2: Final two questions, uh, and this is something I've wondered as I watched. Uh, he wrote a bit, basically. It was pretty mean towards you, the the Grizz who stole Christmas. That was fun, <laughs> And you were laughing hysterically along with it, and I thought, how did he get so comfortable? And Audra writes, Tom is a very sweet and thoughtful guy, according to the accounts that I've heard from his coworkers. The character he plays on B&T is a hoot, and I've always been a fan. Tom, are you at the point where it drives you crazy when you're approached and people reference the fact that you're a jerk? seems like that could get really old fast.
1: That means they're listening carefully. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for getting the joke. That's that's sort of the gag. You 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 want to? Here's the thing. Uh, if I can remember, I was in a car uh, in Florida and I was listening to this radio show, and it was I think it was four or five guys. I couldn't tell because no one ever identified themselves, and I felt like I was walking into a party I wasn't invited to, and they were talking about this one guy's boat, and they, and everything they talked about, they agreed. They agreed on, and it got so boring. Um, it, it's it's fun to have some, you know, uh, natural yin yang or objection or whatever. And in many cases, it's real. Um, my taste and Josh's taste in films very different. Uh, uh but sometimes you just you know you a chick will is especially fond of taking the opposite side of virtually anything well <laughs> yeah. those puppies
0: sure are cute <laughs> no they're not <laughs> what <laughs> how how dare you mm-hmm. um yeah particularly if and you would you would sort of taught me this that it, if the if three in the room are really pro something and i haven't said anything yet like if the, the other, then i'm gonna t- i'm just gonna be anti- it because it's or try to make it try to give it a spin where it's right right exactly it's just it's yeah it's so much more interesting
2: all right final question roger wants to know what is the meaning of life (laughs) um
1: i'll tell you roger the meaning (laughs)
2: oh darn that's too bad that's brilliant yeah that's that's
0: the first time i've heard a legitimate answer to it josh my life is is literally oh i heard you i heard you you guys get it yeah Uh, what you said is actually life-altering profound and we should all try to live that way wise yes wow thank
1: Thank you for that yes thank you
2: brilliant
0: Uh,
1: you're welcome
2: Cheers. All right. Thanks for joining us here on uh, this edition of Q&A. Make sure you sign up for our email newsletter at BobandTom.com and get the app Listen Mornings on your local radio station or at BobandTom.com.
0: Now, now this is normally the time where I hug the guest and give them a kiss on the cheek. Can you hug the moderator? I